Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. All right, everybody, this is Mike Guillory again coming at you from sneakerhistory.com. And today we're back in Houston, Texas at the Sneaker Summit. And I have my special guest here. Brian Angel, also known as Kadoma713 <laughs> from back in the day. <laughs> Brian, man, it's good to meet you. Good to sit with you today. You're in one of the staples of Houston, the staples of sneaker culture. And we just wanted to, you know, come by and let people kind of, you know, pick your brain a little bit, see how okay, you, you know, okay. how you're working, mm-hmm. how the store's going, how's the events going, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, man, so. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate you guys thinking of me. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I have something to share and contribute that's going <laughs> to add to everybody's celebration of sneaker culture. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah. You, you've already done so, so we appreciate your time, and. I mean, first thing I want to know is, you've been doing this since, what, 2004? Uh, man, I got big into sneakers again. I'll say again. again. It's been like a running thing throughout my life. Yeah. But uh, this this thing that I'm on now probably started in, like, the early 2000s. Okay. Uh, Sneaker Summit itself started in 2004, January of 2004 to be exact. That's when we've had our first community gathering mm-hmm. in a coffee shop, uh, kind of arcade. Um, I don't know what they call them now, uh, internet cafes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So nice. uh, we had a bunch of guys that were on a message board before there was really even social media. Like Nike Talk days uh, or Nike before that? Nike Talk days, okay. yeah, it was Nike Talk. So, uh, you know, I was into music at the time. I remember mm-hmm. one of my friends, we were chatting, and uh, um, I mentioned to him, I wish I could find a pair of shoes <laughs> that I had back in the day. I think they were Bo Jackson trainers. Ooh, okay. He's like, well, have you ever been on Nike Talk? And I was like, no, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't. So he directed me to that side. I saw it, saw the forum, saw people on there from all over the world, Australia, Japan. Oh, yeah. And that's when I kind of realized, like, this was becoming a worldwide phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It really just wasn't an interest or even a hobby anymore. Yeah. It was quickly becoming a worldwide phenomenon. And on those little message boards, they had a Southwest section, mm-hmm. and then we started a Houston thread. And, uh, you know, we had a bunch of people. We would just chat and banter every day. <laughs> yeah. And then finally somebody got the idea, like, hey, you know, we always talk every day. We ought to meet up and meet mm-hmm. one another, see what each other look like. So uh, 
I was kind of one of the guys that I say took the bull by the horns and made it happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, because people like to talk about it, mm-hmm. not be about it. That's true. And um, I still remember that day when I got out of the car at the coffee shop. <laughs> I heard a kid say, "Look at that old guy wearing Jordans." Oh. <laughs> and that was uh, that was 16 years ago. Yeah. So. You know, it kind of dawned on me back then, like, it was a successful event, mm-hmm. and if I wanted it to happen again, I was going to be one of the people that would be responsible for that. Mm. So I told them, you know, when you get out of school for the summer, when you guys come home from college, let's do it again in the summertime. And, nice. You know, it, we've been doing it biannually now for 16 full years. This will be our 17th year, I believe. I believe yeah and uh you know in the beginning it just doubled in size with every event like they go tell a friend or a cousin or oh, a yeah. neighbor and we went from sports bar um i'm sorry coffee shops to sports bars to nightclubs to concert venues <laughs> Um, in 2011, I believe you said that's your first sneaker summit behind yeah. the camera there. We were the first ever event of our kind to be hosted in a professional sports venue, mm-hmm. the Toyota Center, home of the Houston Rockets. Um, we outgrew that in just a year. We moved to NRG Center. And I would say at the peak of our existence, we were probably in an 80,000-square-foot exhibit hall Man. with... Uh, I want to say 8,000 people. Yeah. That's a good show. And those are, those are hard numbers. There's a lot of fluff out there, you know, on, on some of these uh, shows. But, yeah, it was massive, massive. Um, but, you know, the fashion's cyclical, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, there's ups and downs of sneaker culture uh-huh. when... You know, reselling's through the roof, and everybody's a reseller. Everybody oh, wants yeah. to get a piece, and then there's the lows where the market just bottoms yeah. out on a lot of stuff, and that's when you find out, you know, um, who the hardcore sneakerheads yeah. are. You know, who's in it for the love and the culture and everything. Not the flip. Uh, yeah, not the flip. <laughs> you know, they'll be on to the next. But you know, I welcome everybody. We're all part of the part of the same game. Yeah, man. Um, but basically, that's it in a nutshell. And here we are, uh, 17 years later. We opened the store three years ago okay. to provide our audience a place to celebrate sneaker culture uh, 360 days a year instead of two days a year. <laughs> you know, so a lot of times I look out there and it looks like a little mini sneaker. Some of the kids walking around <laughs> the store like, hey, with their like boxes, you know, <laughs> hey, how much are you giving for these? So it's kind of like a microcosm of the whole event. Which is cool, and um, I've seen the event transcend generations. I see guys that came to my first show as a teenager, mm-hmm. and now they're coming here with their kids, teaching yeah. them how to resell shoes and, you know, make money off of the hobby. Or when you're done wearing them, you know, you can sell them mm-hmm. and get you a new pair. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest uh, accomplishments of our event. Another, you know, favorite compliment is the wide percentage of our female audience mm-hmm. it's more like 30 70 to 60 40 okay and uh tasha one of our managers here she even started sneak her summit like a group oh, just cool. for females and they do you know their sneaker ball and then they have kicks and kicky mats where they like 
it's like a paint and sit, but they paint sneaker doormats instead. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, the little doormats, yeah. their themed doormats, and um, they have one more event in there. I don't, I don't know, but they're they're doing good, man. They're doing good. Like when we took that family photo of this summer's event, mm-hmm. like it was almost 50-50 male female. And, uh, that's something I like to see. That's something. I'm that's proud a of. lot, man. Yeah. I mean, sneaker culture for females has been growing at least for, yeah. for, for I mean, forever it's been growing. But now we're really seeing like a a big like surge in like females were interested in in the culture, and I mean it's awesome that you have like you say you can split down your your family photo yeah. and there's fifty percent women yeah. there who are part of the game and yeah. it's awesome, man. And doing big things too, not just hanging out looking cool. Yeah, like they're so, making moves and and doing their own thing. So, um, yeah. You know, I'm very proud of that fact. Good, man. Well, I mean, one of the things you've done is, like, I've, I've noticed is, like, the really complex 50 most like, influential things to sneaker culture. Yeah, I think yeah. we are on the uh, 50 things that change sneaker culture yeah, forever. Exactly. So we were right up there with Run DMC getting their Adidas deal, uh, Michael Jordan getting mm-hmm. his signature shoe, uh, Kanye West, like, um... You know, it's just, it was amazing to be on that list. And we were pretty high on that list, too. Yeah, we were, if, we, if that's the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's about, exactly the one I'm talking okay, about, yeah. Because I also have a personal accomplishment. <laughs> too, but, you know, the one, the the event I'm, I'm more proud of, you know, because yeah. that's something we accomplished collectively mm-hmm. as a community. Um, you know, I always tell my employees a little behind the scenes here, but I tell them, you know, Sneaker Summit's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about the community that we serve, mm-hmm. you know, first and foremost. So whenever I make my business decisions, you know, I take into consideration our community first and then, you know, my, myself, my employees. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. always about them because they're going to, hopefully outlast my long <laughs> my projectory and sneaker yeah culture, just keep you know? it going just keep it yeah. rolling yeah that's awesome so what i mean i know we talked about how you got back into sneakers you're looking for that old bo mm-hmm. jackson fair what got you into sneakers originally oh well I, I mean sneakers have been a big deal to me ever since i can remember and you know i won't say back into sneakers that's just like the the trip that i'm on right now yeah. with sneakers summit but um you know thinking as far back as I can like growing up elementary school my favorite color was green uh I wanted I dreamt for a green pair of sneakers <laughs> you know back then they didn't have much choice it was either white or black you know of course mom wants the black but I still remember the day I walked in the front door of the mall and there they were, like a light at the end of the tunnel, a pair of green sneakers, and I had to have them. I wasn't leaving that store without them. They were called Zips, which I don't know, maybe some of the audience sneaker history knows what those are. I don't even know, but they were like uh, knockoff kangaroos or something. Oh, you know, okay. like kangaroos I know, I know kangaroos are yeah, yeah, pocket, yeah. but I guess Zips were the first shoe with Velcro or something. Oh, shoot. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't care about the brand. The they color. were, they were the green, green. Yeah. and I was sold on them, so... You know, my mom asked the sales associate, do you have these in his size? Of course they didn't. Uh, but they had a size or two too big. But you know what? I'm going to go into them. Mom was sold on it because <laughs> I was going to grow into them. And I wore them. I can remember wearing them. And I loved wearing them. 
and they were flopping off the back of my foot, and they gave me like the worst blister on my heel, but I didn't Take care because I was going. fresh. Yeah, that's I was awesome, fresh. man. So yeah, that's that's the first memory, and then second memory was sports. Mm-hmm. You know, into I was real into uh, baseball, soccer. You know. I know the boots are kind of like a big deal yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You always want to have a fresh pair of those. Um, and then skateboarding. Yep. And, you know, skateboarding was a life of its own in the sneakers. Like, you know, Vans is a huge brand favorite of mine. They are probably the most storied brand in all of sneaker culture. Uh, what that family did growing up on, as a beach uh, front shoe store and offering the first custom sneakers and then catching on uh custom boat boat shoe sneaker catching (laughs) on with skateboarders surfers uh snowboarders Mm -hmm. then you have the whole vans warp tour phenomenon it's just crazy how they kind of took over the world but you know always wanted a fresh pair of skate shoes uh, back then, depending on who you were, they didn't look too fresh. But the skaters, they were fresh, <laughs> you know. But, um, I mean, you'd beat the hell out of those things. Mm-hmm. And then you'd need something other than your skate shoes to yeah. look fresh in. So I always had a pair of shoes to skate in growing up, to beat up. And then I had a pair of Nikes to go out to the Walk clubs. Around, yeah. And girls actually knew what those were, you know. They, they're like, Duffs? What are those? <laughs> are those Payless? Like... So you, know, you wouldn't no, understand. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. understand. <laughs> Those are Big Brother shoes. Those are jackass shoes, you know? But, yeah. So, a lot of people didn't know the backstory of skateboarding back then. You yeah. didn't know unless you were in the culture. I guess I would liken it to, uh, you know, some of these, like, fashionista brands we have now, mm-hmm. like Buscemi or John Geiger. Yeah. yeah, you have to be in the culture yeah. to really know who those yeah, guys yeah, are exactly. and it's not just like a fresh designer shoe yeah you, know, so. you have to know exactly yeah. what you are you have to know what you're yeah. looking for at that point yeah. real niche brand yeah so. shoot were you ever one of the people who would buy the you know jordan ones on sale of skateboarding or were you um, like i saw people skating in them um i was a big bones brigade fan okay. a lot of those guys yeah. skated airwalks i was a big airwalk Airwalk. guy yeah i don't know if you remember airwalk but they were huge man they had i I had a pair of airwalks when i was a kid actually (laughs) they were big and bulky and had the ollie guards Mm -hmm. they had the dope mascot the little ollie guy which was kind of like a jump (laughs) yeah so i loved airwalks back then and then uh i think growing into high school um, I fell in love with Vans. I did my first custom order by mail order Ooh. at a Shannon Skate and Surf or something. And I had to mail it in, and I got purple corduroy with a black outsole, and it took weeks. I was going to ask you, was it like old Nike ID? In. Like, yeah, hey, six to the- eight weeks, we'll catch you up. <laughs> It was definitely pigeon mail. It was, like, it was bad, like snail mail. But when you got them, it was like uh, yeah. a trophy in the mail. It was, it was like, like a trophy. It. Like, I was the only one in school with purple corduroy vans with brass eyelets and the black outsole. Everybody had white outsoles yeah. and a black like, upper. Like, what's this? Like, what's going you on know? here? Yeah, yeah. I was definitely unique standing out. So That's awesome. Yeah. It's always been a reoccurring theme throughout my life, shoes. So. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I could find a career in it. Yeah. It wasn't my choice of career path. <laughs> um, I was an electrical designer. Uh, I went to school um, for AutoCAD, 
or computer-aided drafting. Oh, okay, okay. It's a software program. So looking back on things, I probably should have been a graphic designer. Like, I was always a creative. I got uh, awards for art in school. Mm -hmm. And I love video games. I love computers. I knew, like, if I could ever work with both of them, I'd be, you know, in heaven. (laughs) So the only thing they had at my high school at the time was that AutoCAD program where you could draft and draw buildings. So uh, I learned how to do that proficiently. I got a summer job at an engineering firm where they were still drafting on boards. I was like the only person there that could use the computer when they (laughs) needed it. And then um, I guess it just, it blew up in that industry. And they're like, hey, we need you to do this full time, like run our computer area drafting department. So I dropped out of school. I did that for years, you know. And then lost my job in the recession. Uh, Work started running out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Houston stayed afloat in the recession for a long time. We have the oil and gas here, yep. which is really never going to die as long as we're dependent <laughs> on that. Um, and then we also have a huge medical center here. Yeah. But we slowly ran out of work as years uh, went on. And uh, they furloughed me, which means you can work from home mm-hmm. and work started running out. So it got to the point where I don't think I can live off of this anymore. Yeah. So that dream of working in sneakers became a reality, yeah. not by choice. I always dreamed of retiring and working in sneakers one day. But um, I was just kind of thrown into the fire like, hey, you know, this is what I got, so I might as well do something with it. A good thing you like sneakers then, because, like, you know what, if I have to do it, I might as well enjoy it every day. Oh, man, I I hustle. I still hustle. Like, um, you know, I work 15, 16 hours a day on my long days. Yeah. I used to call them my bad days. I don't call them that anymore. I call them my long days. (laughs) It's the long ones. Just kind of psych myself out. But, um, yeah, you know, always pushing, looking to push the envelope, the culture, steer it in the right direction. Um, you know, make sure people are having a good time. For sure. So, but you know, I just make an effort each and every day to work as hard as I can, as long as I can. You know, my main, I say our uh, mission statement here is to grow sneaker culture by giving back to it. So that's what we try to do each and every day. Uh, push the culture in the right direction. Push it forward. Yeah. Steer it in the right direction. You know, we talked a little bit before about, you know, culture vultures kind of getting their hands in things. (laughs) It can get real whack real quick. So, um, you know, but not that I'm like the savior of sneakers or anything, but just, you know, trying to make sure that it stays true. Because to that thing that we all love, you know, and um, that's what I wake up and try to do each and every day. So that's my goal. Well, heck, yeah. man, there's more, there's more people like you trying to keep yeah. it pure, keep it, you know, what it is. It's, yeah. it's art. People love to, like, ingest or take in art. So yeah. it's super cool, man. I mean, that's exactly how I view it. I always tell people I'm an artist. There you go. And that event is my art. You know, I work for months and months at a time on that one event. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what may set us apart from, from other events or shows and then when it happens, it's that art piece, it's that display or that mm-hmm. opening, and it's over in an instant. Yeah. Like, to me, 
you know, because I work tires tirelessly for months, and then in five hours, it's just like it's a like, poof it's gone of smoke. Now? Like what happened? And then when it's over, like we go all go out to dinner. Oh. My bad. And then after the event, we all go out to dinner as a team, and we'll be like, "Did that really just happen? <laughs> like, did Slim Thug just get on stage and perform, or nice. did Chase B just show up?" Like, and you know, Travis had his soda machine there. Oh, like, man. what was going on? Like, he unveiled his soda machine at the thing. Oh man! I had, man, it's just crazy, crazy stories for years. Yeah, you know, and I love each event individually like they're my children <laughs> they each have their own personality mm -hmm. like you know uh bobito was there or clark kent was mm -hmm. there or you know we have different people come to each one and some people come to everyone yeah um i remember the first celebrity that came to our event uh rafer austin yeah. skipped to my loo Man. playground legend that's when he was with the rockets yeah, still yeah. right he came yeah. to our event when he was with the rockets and we were in a sports bar so he just pulled up on us you know and then i think bun b was a close second uh we've been friends for 10 years now oh, that's awesome. you know just because we love sneakers mm -hmm. and that's what makes sneaker summit such a special place is like a kid with a closet full of sneakers can come there and be on the level on the same level as somebody like Bon, a Grammy nominated artist, yeah. and they're just sitting there kicking it, talking about sneakers. On a common you know? ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I know I'm sure, you know, our resident sneaker king, PJ Tucker, I'm sure he's uh -huh. Creeping around these, oh, these yeah. streets. He comes through to... the store all the time. <laughs> he's trying to get me to come off the, a few of the Kobe's that I have um in my collection yeah you know, i have the 81 point kobe's only, the original the only yeah the original only 81 pairs in kobe size he really wants to wear those in a game um uh, and then i got like one of four that they released at the conversation for kobe oh, uh man. the debut of the zoom kobe one so oh wow yeah it's like one of four and there may be one more in my collection that's pretty rare <laughs> but yeah, shoes. he really wants the ball in those shoes. I saw him whip out the Cheetah Yeezys, though. Yeah, like, that I saw was that crazy, was like, bro. Was like, like four pairs of those in the yeah, world? Yeah, like, I'm, I don't know if I've ever seen those in my life. No. If I have, like, it just went went in and out, <laughs> but, you know. Shoes, well, I mean, you work with sneakers all the time. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you have some super rare items, some some gems out there. Uh -huh. Is there anything you haven't got your hands on, some, some grails you're still looking for? Well, let me let me tell you this. I'm going to be uh, honest here. Um, I would no longer consider myself a collector. Okay. Um, I was a collector that became a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when, when Sneaker Summit first started, I was a serious collector. Yeah. Like, you know, people would tell me, you're serious business, man. Like, yeah. I was serious about my <laughs> shit. But then Sneaker Summit took off. Like I told you, it was doubling in mm -hmm. size. It was booming. And, uh, you know, that collection instantly became me hoarding <laughs> stuff. Because I would work my day job, and then at night I'd go home and work on sneakers something. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to miss out on a pair. Oh. Back then it was like Pokemon. You could almost catch them all. You know, you had, like, the Air Forces the first Saturday every month. 
you had the Jordans. You really only had the home and away. Yeah. And then maybe an all-star color yeah, mixed in there. Yeah, 50 of them every weekend. Yeah. Like, I can't catch exactly. all of them. <laughs> exactly. So I was amassing shoes, but I wasn't having the time to give them attention or care or yeah. anymore. And it got to the point where I had sneakers in every room of my house. I'm t every room. It's like bathroom, I walk around them. <laughs> the dining room, the kitchen, the bedroom, the closet. Like it was bad. It was bad. There's a few people that, you know, saw how I used to live and I had a problem. I mean, I really had a problem. A lot of people say they have a problem. Yeah, no, dude, no, you're, you're organized. <laughs> like, you can move that shit without a team of people if you if you had to. There was no... Like, I needed a... a what do you call that? Uh, I don't know. I needed help. <laughs> like, seriously. Intervention, like... like yes, please, I needed an intervention. <laughs> like, Brian, this has gone on long enough. Like, we're going to help you quit. So... It all came together when I did, uh, thought, you know, of the idea to open the storefront. Oh, okay. So basically, we opened the storefront with my collection. Oh, wow. Um, you know, on one wall. And then now we have people, we have like thousands of consigners in here now. Oh, wow. Good deal. So after three years, it's been doing very good. And I will say, um, I probably did that at the right time mm -hmm. because, you know, the things that I do have left, they're falling apart, they're crumbling. Yeah. They really have nothing left but that sentimental value. Yeah. You know, and then we've seen the emergence of StockX and GOAT, mm -hmm. which has made the value of some things plummet. Uh, and other things go up. Yeah. But, you know, so um, I turned my collection, looking back in hindsight, I turned it into something for everyone because it yeah. helped me open this place. Uh, get the ball rolling and now like I'm still on the hunt for pairs but just like what I'll wear yeah you know um what gets me interested at the moment is like new technologies okay um really enjoyed that boost run yeah uh, had to try you know Nike's Nike Epic React and mm -hmm. see how they worked um I guess I'm I'm still kind of big into Yeezys right now. Yeah, I really you get the like, Wayburners on right yeah, now, man. I like the V2s a whole lot. Uh, just got my hands on a pair of Wave Runners with a restock. Yeah, I won't overpay for shoes anymore, just yeah, so I, I can just so I can stunt. I'd rather use that money, you know, for the storefront or for yeah. the event, turn it into something for everyone. That's so awesome. it's not, yeah, it's kind of like. What I said, it's not about me anymore. It's about Community. everyone else. Yeah. So trying to pass that down um, or around and make sure, you know, it's something everybody can participate in, yeah. something everybody can enjoy. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I got going on right now. Shoot, man. Uh, but about in the collection, like a couple of things that I won't let go of. Yeah. That, those Zoom Kobe ones, uh, okay. they're autographed by him. I think I may have a couple autographed by him. I'm not exactly oh, sure. Oh, man. And then I'll also have uh, Shaquille O'Neal's Reebok shoe out oh, there. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw it in the storefront. Uh, and I think that's autographed by him, too. So he wears the same size as the Kimbe Matumbo. Dude, you can um, have a small family in that shoe. Yeah, you it's can. He can. But see, Shaq's proportionate. When he's running, yeah. he looks normal. When the Kimbe's running, he's kind of got to kick those <laughs> parking lot blocks out, out in front of him. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Those are a couple of things that 
have been hard for me to let go of. Um, the Kanye West Bape stuff. I was going to ask you yeah. about that. When I, I, the first time I ever saw one in person was today. Mm -hmm. That was that really was hard for me to let go of. I let my personal pair go to Travis Scott. <sighs> so when he came Can't to visit the shop for the first time, it was the night of, uh, I think, the Yeezus concert. Um, was that his latest tour no, with the Life floating stage? Okay, Life of Pablo. It was that tour, and he wanted to get Kanye to sign him, so... Like, it's bro, funny. I went yeah. to that concert. He was actually like skateboarding in yeah. the, the pit before the concert started. So he must have yeah. made a stop here first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm never gonna see those shoes again. Size 11 and one of the rarest bapes on earth. Like such a nicely like yeah. executed yeah. coat with the bear on the back. It's so yeah. clean. Yeah. Shoot, man. Hey, Ryan, this is an amazing story. You have an amazing story. Thank you. It, man, do you have anything else well, going I got, on? Well, I got stories for days, for years, man. Anything else going on? I mean, I just like to travel. I like to go to different cities. like to see sneaker culture yeah. there. Um, we've done All-Star Sneaker Summit for the past seven years. We've been, I, I think I told you off camera, we just went to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. We did New Orleans, New York. We're going to do Chicago next year. Uh, we did Los Angeles. Um, I love seeing what sneaker culture is about in different cities, what it means to different people. Everybody's got their different take on it. Um, I love going to, you know, see where Jordan played. Yeah. That's, a, that's the biggest stadium in uh, all of basketball, man. <laughs> and to see, like, almost 20,000 people squeeze in there each and every night wearing Jordan. Just like, to see that just, man play. You can still feel the magic in the building, man. I don't care what anybody says, like. Just amazing, and um, I like to shop in uh, Los Angeles personally oh, yeah. and Tokyo. Um, those are my favorite places to go right now. Um, other than that, man, I'm just enjoying every bit of it, you know. Yeah, I enjoy mentoring my team, my employees, uh, and that's what I really get a that's kick it. out of right now. Plan on opening any more stores, or you just do you like this um, one here? I mean, this is always going to be our headquarters. Um, we may have a plan to expand in the future. We have some really bright people working here. Um, so you never know, man. I mean, we're always looking to grow. Goodness. Always looking. It's just got to, you know, make sense, that bottom line. Always, so, yeah. Got to make yeah. sense before you do it. Yeah. Well, Brian, I appreciate hey. it, my man. Thank you guys for coming by, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you. Everybody in sneaker history, give sneakers something to follow. You're out in Houston, you're out visiting. Come check them out. These guys are legit. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. Before you take off, I just want to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Remember, you can save 15% on Shrine Co. bags with the code HISTORY15 at the website theshrine.co t-h-e-s-h-r-i-n-e dot c-o if you enjoyed this episode consider leaving us a review on itunes and if you want even more sneaker history content join our patreon page for exclusive episodes and merchandise as always thank you for the support and we'll catch you next time peace hey hey nick here again before you take off i want to thank you for listening to the sneaker history podcast be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. 
And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.